I feel like the evolution of gym friendships are always the same. Like, like well, I've even started noticing. I've noticed it at first, like on a video, and it's true. It's like when I walked in there, like first day, you didn't make eye contact with anyone. You know, you were doing your own thing, and then it's like after a couple of weeks, like you start seeing someone that you're regular, and you're like the head nodding, head nodding. You know, you can do your own thing. And yeah. then now, now I'm at the point where like, I walk in, I see you know someone regular, and they see me, and it's like we're throwing up. Hey, what's up, man? I was like, hey, yeah. what's going on? You know what is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Mood Lifters. In this week's episode, Chris Grant and I talk about the progress we've been currently making on our fitness journeys. In addition to talking about mindset stuff, talking about how we can incorporate exercise in our day to day and have this consistent routine of doing so, and plethora of more stuff. This is a pretty jam-packed episode, and I'm super excited to get this out there. And without further ado, let's get into it. We are live. What is going on, Mood Lifters? Welcome to another episode of our show. And Chris is hopping in right now, so we're getting him at the right time. Here he comes. Chris, we are officially live. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Did I make it under the buzzer? Yeah, yeah, you made it when I was making the live introduction, but that's still perfect timing. So close enough, right? Yeah, that, that's a solid, solid. I wanted to check and see how everything's going on with you guys, and I'll give you guys my update. But uh, anyone want to start first? I'd love to hear from Grant. Grant, what are you up to, man? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I wasn't here in the episode last week. I had uh, I had just a, an accident that was messing with my head at work. You know, thankfully nobody got hurt. But a, there was a large mess made, and it was just a pain in the butt to clean up. Uh, long story short, I dropped like a 700-pound barrel of ink off the lift gate of the truck when the lift gate was fully up. So, um, but after I talked with my management, and um, you know, we figured out how I could have changed anything. It turns out I really couldn't have done anything different. It was just a, you know, just a freak accident as far as it goes. And the only thing that I could have possibly changed is like not to you. Cause I have this issue with like controlling how much power I put into stuff. You know, when I go to like open a door, sometimes I'll put too much energy and I'll, you know, slam it open or I'll slam it closed unintentionally. And this was probably just a situation of, I just used too much power to pull the drum onto the, the dolly and the liquid that was inside physics took over and you know, sloshed one way and then went the other and the, the power of it just took over and threw it off the lift gate, basically. So that was messing with me and I, I couldn't stop thinking about it. But after, after I, you know, sat down and kind of meditated on it, I realized, you know, okay, it's in the past, drop it like everything else, move on. And this past week was a lot better. And uh, here we are. We're doing great. You know, it happens, man. It happens, and I'm glad, you know, no one's hurt. Grant, what I'm hearing from this story is you're strong as fuck. <laughs> I, uh, I am, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the curse of, of being, you know, a 6'4 guy who's carried a lot of weight all of his life. You know, underneath the fat, there's, there's some decent muscle. Yeah, man, I, I've said it before. You're a power lifter, dude, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> every every step moving moving weight so yeah and it's uh it's been weird uh i've never been very good at like i said you know controlling how much power i put into something so i tend to overdo it a lot when it comes to simple actions and stuff but i'm working on it 
just thinking about that. Like I was going to say too, because I've gone, I got gotten a hug from Grant and sometimes Grant's just like, it's like a nice little, you know, I'm like, I we can give me more than that. But if he goes too much, so I'll probably squeeze my, my lights out. <laughs> <laughs> so I get that. I resonate with that. Chris, were you going to say something? Oh, no, man. I was just saying like, this is exactly why I want to do something big with you guys. You know what I mean? Like, like the Spartan rate or something, because I just, I'm waiting for that beast to get unleashed, man. Bro, you guys got the beast. I, I see the beast. I see the beast. You just got to bring it out. You just got to bring it out. I see it, dude. <laughs> and both of you, man. I see that fire. <laughs> so I'm, I'm pretty pumped for that. You know, as, as you guys are getting this momentum and stuff, uh, it's going to be really awesome to see that monster come and that monster be un unleashed, basically. You guys are going to be killers. You know, yeah. I, I wrote something yesterday, and I was thinking about it a lot in the Facebook group. There was this, sometimes I'll post stuff in the mood lifters, like, like if I'll post it on Instagram, on the Livery Forge page and stuff like that, there's always these like people that come in and they comment, and sometimes it's negative comments. Some of the, sometimes it's uplifting comments, sometimes it's negative comments. And the negative comments, I always look at them and I'm like, for you to have that, like the comments to just talk that shit, you mm -hmm. know, I'm like, I, if I saw you on the field, you would probably give up before these guys that are actually going through this and they're pushing through, you know, yeah. I, I've kind of realized with a lot of people, if they have like a hard start, especially, you know, some of the stuff that we've dealt with, dealt with when you guys keep pushing forward, you, you guys will have this mental toughness that even with the physical activity is going to apply to it over time. Like you're going to notice that while you're pushing boundaries, you're going to look back and you're going to see people like giving up and you're like, what the hell? These guys are giving up. Like what, what's going on here? And it's like, to you, you've already dealt with all this baggage and you have all mm -hmm. this, you, you're, you have this physical and metaphorical weight that you're carrying. And the fact that you're able to overcome that, you guys are going to have some, like, you guys are going to have a steel mind coming into it. When you, when you drop that weight and you're doing something like Spartan race and you're handling that, you know, pain, and that you, your body's telling you to stop, but the, your, your body's telling you to stop. And then the back of your mind, you're like, no, I'm, I'm going to keep going. And then you push yeah, that yeah. in the forefront of the mind. And you keep pushing through. I see that with you guys. So just letting you know, monsters I, there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I feel like I had, I kind of had something similar like that kind of happened to me this week, as far as like the mental, mental drive and toughness. So, um, you know, we're, we're on day something like 42 of the filthy 50, something like that. Right. Um, and, uh, and a couple people have already dropped off the challenge, you know, which is fine. Um, and, and I, I really wanted to stick it out to the end. Well, earlier this, this week, I, I did something to my hand, like my finger was all black and blue and swollen. It still, it hurts. Um, and the story I was telling everyone was I saved a bus full of puppies. Uh, but the reality is I accidentally punched the wall as I was walking down the hallway and, oh. <laughs> I, I jacked up my hand so um so I was in the gym right uh and I'm trying to do my push-ups and uh and you know my shoulder is just getting more and more and more aggravated right uh to the point like where it's just like I can't do anything with it so I was like all right I need to back off the push-ups I still want to do the challenge I still want to do something else so I I get on the machine instead and I do 50 reps of the chest press mm -hmm. right because I could stabilize I can do it with my arm and and this is like Tuesday or so. Uh, I'm 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 doing it. Like I'm getting my 50 reps in, and I, I have real bad shoulders, right? So when I was in the military, long story short, I I had to fight a guy. I was a military cop. I had to fight a guy. I got I got sliced twice with a knife during that fight. But I also tore all the muscles in both my shoulders. 
Um, I had surgery on my left shoulder. I didn't have surgery on my right shoulder. Um, and, but both of them need surgery. Well, because I didn't have surgery, my shoulder dislocates because the muscles just aren't there to keep it in place. And it's something I've always, you know, just been watching out for. Well, as I'm, as I'm doing my reps, my shoulder, you know, just goes like the whole kick, kick in and out real quick. And I was like, dude, as soon as that happens, like, like you're done. Right. And, and so I was, I sat there, I recovered for a couple minutes and, and I was like, no, like I refuse to give up, but I'm also not done. I don't want to do anything. It's going to you know, cause any kind of permanent damage. So I just like lowered the weight mm-hmm. and I, I finished my workout, my exercises. And I went over, I you know, did all my sit-ups and stuff and, and man, it just felt good. Right. It just felt good that to have that drive and, and to push through it. And, and I, I was even thinking, I was like, after the filthy fifties over, like I want to continue going to the gym every day and, and doing stuff. And so like I had noticed uh, at some point during the week, it was like on day like uh, 38, whatever, whatever day that was, it was day 38 of the challenge. I was like, you know what, man, like I've realized and like I've like subconsciously, I've been eating like a pizza like every day for a while, right? It was just every day for dinner, I'd just, you know, get a pizza, I'd eat it. And I, and I kind of realized that. And I was like, man, I need to stop this. So I told myself, I made myself like a little mini challenge. And I was like, I will not eat a single bite of pizza again for 12 days to the end of the challenge. For 12 days, I won't eat a single bite of pizza after that. That'll give me enough time to break the habit and, uh, and kind of, you know, flush it out of my system. And I was like, then after the 12 days is over, uh, I'm going to, if I do eat a pizza again, I want to eat it. And then I can't eat a pizza again for five days. That's like my my little challenge for myself. And then I was like, all right, I, I picked 12 days because one, it was 12 days to the end of the challenge. And then two, 12 days just seems more achievable than 14 for some reason. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not a damn thing I can't do for 12 days. You know what I mean? And um, I can do anything for 12 days. So I, I, I made that challenge myself and I was like, okay, after, after day, I don't know, like where, where are we at? Like four or five now. Uh, you know, I've, I've been wanting pizza and stuff and sure, but I was like, no, like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to have it. And, and then I was like, you know what, after I give, after our 12 days up, let's give something else up for another 12 days. And let's give something else up for another 12 days and, sl- yeah, and slowly try and try and transform some of these, some of these bad habits into, I, into something better. This is, that, that's incredible. That's, that's exactly it. That's another thing, like j- just you, you know, doing this, you found your process and you found this group mm-hmm. of it, even if it's, you know, you said it's 14, just, this, it just feels off to you. You're doing 12. You're like, I'm going to stick with the 12. And yeah. You know, touching up on this, you know, you're saying you basically realize subconsciously that you've been eating a pizza every single day. A lot of us do that and we don't even realize it until we sit down and we just think about it at some moment in time. And all of a sudden we're like, holy shit, look at us. Like I, yesterday, my dad goes and bought, buy some, uh, chips Ahoy cookies and stuff like that. And I, I, I had a talk with him. I was like, dude, I was like, dude, you can't be bringing this home. You can't. I'm like, this is with you, with your cardiac problems, you're trying to lose weight and all that stuff. You Mm -hmm. can't, this is like death to us. Like all of us, like we don't, we don't want to get in that direction, but he's like, everyone eats it. I'm like, yeah, because subconsciously in the back, I was trying to explain that, like the thing where it's like, when you're stressed out at the end of the day, you come home from work, you're looking for comfort food. You're going to open up the cabinet. Oh, chips, ahoy. Let's eat all these cookies. We're going to have 20 of these cookies. And then we're going to feel like shit afterwards. Like it's, that's not what we want to do. So I was just messing with him on that. And then like, I had a cookie in my hand and he's like, what are you going to eat it? I like opened up the trash can. I just threw it in the trash. <laughs> and he's like, wait, that's, he's like, that's a perfect cookie. I'm like, no, 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 not, not here. Like, don't, not here. if we're going to go out and eat and then there's dessert. Yes. Let's do it there. That's like, like a reward of the sort. 
but not bring it at home. You know, I was, I was just messing with him and stuff, but still it's like, it's that kind of stuff. And basically what you told me, you know, I've read that book dopamine nation and I've mentioned it to the show before, but she even talks about this because that, you know, pizza, for example, or cookie is you want that dopamine. Like you want that dopamine hit, I guess you could say. And what she mentions in the book is like, when somebody's addicted to something, she challenges them to do a dopamine detox. Now with hers, it's 30 days. Some people can, can adhere to 30 days. Some people can't. So obviously there's variation to it. And mm-hmm. you go in about a 12 day period, that's still pretty solid. Like for you to commit to 12 days of doing that, you may realize down the line, you're like, I really didn't need a pizza. My body was just like so used to it. And I would just subconsciously have it. Yeah. And after 12 days, you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this for 30 days. I can do this for 60 days. I can do this for a whole mm-hmm. year if I wanted to. And yeah, love- and, that, and that's why I threw in the caveat to be like, I don't get a pizza at the end of the 12 days. It's just after 12 days, if I want to eat a pizza, yes. I can I can eat it, but then I can't eat it again for five days, right? You know what I mean? Because that's that's basically a week. And again, for some reason, five just sounds easier than seven. You know, I don't know. You know, because and uh, so that's kind of why I put that caveat on there. But that that makes a lot of sense. I was watching a video this morning actually on Chris Pratt losing weight. You know how he went from like the chubby dude in Parks and Rec to you know uh, ripped in the Marvel movies and whatnot. And, yeah, and and he was saying he's like he's like uh, when I was chubby, like when I was in like my chubby phase, my comfort was food, right? And I would have very I would have you know peaks and valleys, and my peaks were whenever I was eating food, and I would have seven peaks throughout the entire day. But my valleys were all the times that I wasn't eating food and my valleys were real, real low. And he's like, after spending eight, eight months of hardcore working out and getting into the shape that, you know, he's in, he was saying, now it's reversed. Now it's my peaks are the times I'm not, uh, I'm not eating. And I have, you know, way higher peaks throughout the day. And my valleys are kind of the time I am eating. But even those valleys are just like, eh, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. That's something I'm kind of striving for. You know, I'm going to refer to another book, but that book I read, Comfort Crisis, yeah. uh, tying into all this, this kind of stuff may seem like, to some, to some people, it may not seem like much, but for others, it's a big goal. It's, a big, it's something that's very challenging. And mm-hmm. it's individual to everybody. But in this book, you know, I'm going to tie this all in, in that, the topic of discussion today we should talk about is mental toughness of the sort because this is a mental toughness challenge. So yeah, in, in this book, the the author talks about, I think it's called misogi. Misogi, I think I think it's misogi. It's a Japanese purification ritual. And what they do is they put like people go into the like towards this waterfall. It's a frigid waterfall, and they just sit in there and it's like ice cold. They're getting all that water. It's a completely, it's just drenching them and freezing cold water and it basically is a challenge for them and during that challenge you may at first be like oh shit oh shit oh shit like this is happening this is really mm-hmm. happening and then down the line it gets to a certain point where you're, you're sitting there and you're like maybe i can jump out of this but now i'm starting to acclimate to this and i can sit here and see what happens and then you find this like zen in the pain <laughs> yeah and, like the book the book basically says that if you kind of create a Misogi challenge uh, for yourself, you could do that in pretty much everything. Like you could do it if you're doing like a long distance, like we were talking about Spartan race, Spartan race can be that, that challenge of us, of us working towards and completing a Spartan race. And then maybe we could take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. 
And the reason why I'm talking about this is I had a situation like this in my MMA class or my, my Muay Thai class on Friday. We were going through an intense session of just, it was a lot of dodging, a lot of blocking, you know, and then retaliation, like stri strikes and retaliation. And we had a fit fitness conditioning portion of it. And the fitness conditioning is more of, it's, it's a part of the class, but also it's like the last 10 minutes. And what he does is has, he, he had us do uh, push-ups with our gloves on. So we're doing knuckle push-ups. And then we're doing a bear claw with uh, bear, bear crawls with our gloves on, you know, crawling to the bag. And then we're doing power shots, 10 power shots. And yet, and then you would go back and do a bear claw, a bear crawl all the way back, do some push-ups again. You keep doing it. You would do five rounds. And I was like, oh, you know, at round four, you know, after doing all these strikes throughout the class, I was exhausted and my shoulders are tired, but mm -hmm. I'm in that process. And I'm like, my shoulders are giving out. They're telling me they're going to give out. But I was like, I'm going to keep going. I finished all five. Then he's like, oh, we got another one. And then everyone's like, their face, I could tell in everyone's faces. They're like, what the hell is he doing? What he's, he's putting us through it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I got another five. So it was a different drill. And this time it was doing, it was sit-ups, bear crawl. Uh, then we're doing power shots from the floor. So we're on the floor and we're doing power shots and switching legs to do these power shots. And it was five rounds of those. And my last round, I was like, I can just quit right here and no one would know. But mm -hmm. then I was sitting there and I was like, no, this is for me. I got to do this for myself. And then I did all five. And that was like my Sogi challenge of the day. Cause I was like, if I do this, I've got like the rest of it is easy. And I still yeah. had, I still had jujitsu afterwards. And we did another drill, which was challenging. But after doing that in Muay Thai, I was like, I accomplished this crazy thing. And I was sitting and looking back at how much, you know, progress I've made on my journey like 12 you know now it's 12 years as of august mm -hmm. 10th of me just on this fitness journey and i think when you start to build up and you you start getting these challenges under your belt you're like oh yeah i just hit a pr i'm bench pressing 225 or i'm deadlifting 500 you and you're going through this process of trying to take it to the next level and your body the back of your mind is telling you to quit if you analyze and, and make and think about all the progress you made and over time you guys will start to accumulate all these like trophies i guess you could say or these achievements you're gonna look back and you're like dude i did all of this i can add this to my plate as well i can add one mm -hmm. and that's where like that mental toughness comes in and i think that everyone has their own challenges and their own you know aspects of it but in being able to pursue that and complete that there's no that, that's like the most euphoric feeling i've ever had in my life like nothing yeah. compares i i can go get a brand i can go become a you know through the business I'm building, I could become a multimillionaire. I don't think anything would compare to the fact that you're doing something that seems impossible, but you tell your yourself and you tell your body, I'm going to keep going and pushing forward and mm -hmm. you do it and you achieve it. And I don't know. It's an amazing feeling, man. Yeah, dude. Like, I think that's, that's why I love the simplicity of like the filthy 50 challenge, because it's like every day, like, even if I don't want to go to the gym, I know that if I go in there, I'm going to spend 30 minutes like tops not counting like my walk and stuff afterwards. And I know exactly what it is I'm doing. I'm going to do 50 pull-ups. I'm going to do 50 push-ups. I'm going to do 50 sit-ups, right? That's it. It's very, it's, you know, very, very simple. And, and something that I was wanting to do after the challenge is over is I was wanting to come up with some sort of five-day or seven-day rotational program mm -hmm. to be like, hey, every single day I'm doing four exercises, one chest, one back, one legs, one abs. And, you know, like today might be a leg press tomorrow might be, uh, I don't know, like, like the, the leg kick thing. You know what I mean? Like, like just 
And every single time I'm just doing 50 reps, uh, I'm working the chest, I'm working the legs, I'm working the abs, I'm working the back every single day, you know, just doing a little something different. And I think that'll be real great because it, it gets to the point where it's like, you know, now we're on, like I said, day, day 42 or something. And it's, it's not a question of if I want to go to the gym or not, it's just, it's part of the routine now. Mm-hmm. Every single day I have to go like yesterday I was in the gym at 9 PM. Cause that's the only time I, I get a chance to go in. And so I kind of want to get your guys' feedback on that. Like what, Brand, like what would you think of doing something like that? I know you work, you work out on your own, doing your own thing. As far as like a rotation? Well, yeah, just, just doing small stuff. So like when I used to go to the gym here, even like a, you know, a couple months ago, it was like, we'd go in and we'd do like a full workout, right? Like, hey, today's leg day, right? We go in, we, we hit all the leg stuff, all right? Tomorrow is chest day. We hit all the chest stuff, you know, and next day is back day. We do all the back stuff. But when I would do that, it would just leave me very worn out and very tired, which, you know, would affect the rest of my day. It would affect my sleep. It would affect everything else but just by going in there and doing something small where it's like hey i'm only spending 30 minutes in the gym which arguably isn't a long time and i'm doing you know 50 reps on the legs chest back and abs every single day you know it just i i can see like the small progress it's making and so i don't know you know what what would be your opinion or your feedback on doing something like that every single day not necessarily push-ups or anything but just changing it up different exercises every day well, sure. You know, I, I'm, I'm a pretty firm believer in that whole variety is the spice of life thing. I think that could even have some influence on your exercise so that it doesn't become like, ah, uh, and I, even, I would even say like a little bit more variety as far as like every week doing a subtle shift, like rotation, mm-hmm. randomizing it. So it's like, okay, Mondays aren't always chest days. Wednesdays aren't always legs days. I don't know. It. I guess it really depends on on the person's comfortability with whatever exercises they're doing, or what is what is their ultimate end goal? Are they trying to build a chest? Are they just trying to lose weight? Are they trying to look like you know Arnold Schwarzenegger? What are they doing? What's their diet? It's it's too many like mitigating and aggravating circumstances as far as like what each individual wants to accomplish down the line but I think having uh, a set you know just a set time every day to say okay this is the time I'm putting aside to do something something that falls under the scope of exercise am I gonna go play basketball am I gonna go play with my dogs and run around in the dog park am I gonna am I gonna go pick up 500 pounds a hundred times and try not to vomit. <laughs> what, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Um, but I think, I think that that's, that's not a bad thing inherently. I think having mm-hmm. a little, I think having like a set schedule and then figuring out what it is you're trying to do. And then ultimately, like, I think sticking to it is, is kind of a difficult thing, especially as a, you know, as a grown ass man who plays Dungeons and Dragons, it's one of the biggest, it's one of the hardest things to try and get five to six to seven adults to all sync their schedules to work every single week. Um, so I, I understand when someone's like, oh, you know, I, I, I missed the gym yesterday because X happened, Y happened, Z happened. And I know people will argue and say, oh, that's just excuses. Yeah, those those are just reasons to to get out of doing something. It's like, well, you know, sure. 
that may be the case, but it also may, may be something that was just overwhelming to somebody. Like I was overwhelmed last weekend. I, I was, I couldn't make it to the show. I, I love yeah. the show, but I was just, I was not in a good headspace to be like, all right, let's hop on. Let's, let's be, let's lift those moods. <laughs> <Do it. laughs> well, um, Grant, I'm glad you bring up DM, or Dungeons and Dragons. I'm, I'm currently DMing a campaign right now. And I love it. Wait, which one was that? The Wild Beyond the Witchlight. I'm DMing that same one. Are you really? Dude, we yeah. need to share notes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> now, you guys. <laughs> I did want to say, Chris, because when you're asking about the chest, back, legs, and abs, you said you, you do this all in the, a single day? Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, like, like right now, the Filthy 50, you know, you do 50 push-ups for chest, 50 pull-ups for back. Uh, and 50 setups for abs, right? So what I was thinking was, if I did something like, you know, after the challenge is over, hey, Monday, uh, I'm doing, you know, 50 reps of the bench press, you know, okay, that, that's my chest. I'm doing 50 rows to the back. All right, that's my back. You know, 50, 50 squats is the legs. And then, you know, 50 sit-ups is the abs. Then it's like Tuesday. All right, well, then now let's come up with another chest exercise for Tuesday, another back, another abs, another leg. So I'm kind of hitting, eventually by the end of the week's over, you're hitting all the muscle groups of the chest, all the muscle groups of the legs, the back, the abs, you know, whatever. So you're hitting all of them, but you're doing it consistently every single day. So like what I've noticed is like, uh, like for example, the filthy 50 challenge, I can't do pull-ups, right? My, my shoulders are too bad. So I do standing rows, right? So you get those, you get those bars that come down. Yeah. And when I first started, like the bars were up here and it was like, you know, it was a lot easier because, you know, you're not traveling that far. But now, like, the, the bars are, like, down, like, by the belly button, like, waist area, right? And I'm going, like, way back, you know, yeah. and then pulling and pull myself. So, yeah, I gradually make it harder. Um, and so, it's still always a challenge. Like, when I, when I started doing the chest press on the machine, it was, hey, I was doing 40 pounds on, like, Monday, you know? And then now it's like, okay, well, now I'm up to 70. So, I'm still, I'm still making it harder. It's not just saying, hey, 50 easy reps and, you know, get out of there kind of thing. So, it, it's still increasing the difficulty and you know making you stronger but it's doing something every single day but not doing it to the point to where you're just wiped out yeah and you can't and you can't do okay. anything you know what i mean so tying into that the reason why i asked is there's a lot of research on from like a muscle building perspective like mm -hmm. a good amount of weight or a good amount of reps per exercise that you focus on for most stuff for most stuff is around 50 reps so that's actually yeah. a pretty good ballpark to consider. I would say when you're going about this process of doing this every day, if you have muscles that are like super fatigued or super weak, um, just variate it, make it go like even have a lighter workout on those days, even if it's like band mm -hmm. work, for example. Right. Uh, yeah. Of are, course. You, are you planning on doing some weights? Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish out the challenge as is, right. Cause we're, yeah. we're on the final stretch, but after that, I might take like a day off or so. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if I'll even like mentally allow myself to do that. Cause I just, I feel like I just can't, you know, mentally I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with my time, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, yeah, I plan on doing more stuff. If throwing it in there, like I don't specifically try and throw in like an arm day or, you know, arm yeah, exercise. Yeah, yeah. I'll get those with the back and with the chest, but, mm -hmm. but yeah. So like, I wanted to do something like, Hey, dumbbell, dumbbell, you know, bench press kind of thing. Yeah. All right, that's my chest exercise today, you know, cool. like, like dumbbell rows. You know, yeah, throw in weights. I'm, you know, just the like point that. is just different exercise, whether it's machine, free weights, whatever, you know, but changing it up. My thing is, 
I just need to know what it is I'm doing on that day before I go into the gym. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if I just walk in there and I'm like, all right, what am I doing today? You know, then, then you just, you know what I mean? You lose that momentum. Yeah. So if I just have something planned out, be like, hey, it's a five-day rotation. Day one, we do this. Day two, we do this. Three, four, five. And then back to day one, I do this again. Mm -hmm. You know, then, or even like a seven-day, you know what I mean? So you kind of just map it out easier. It it just it just make it easier to be like, all right, today I'm doing flies. You know, tomorrow I'm doing bench press yeah the next you know the next day i'm just standing in front of the mirror you know you know whatever you know a little posing get some extra little posing. posing in. yeah i was gonna say too like just like you were saying you're focusing on the simplicity if you need to uh like rotate it every couple like every three days you can do that too like you don't have to make it super like like you're just doing like an exercise for each and every one because sometimes let's say for example you're, you're looking at the exercise, you're like, ah, I don't want to do that shit today. I don't want to mm. do it at all. And if it gets to that point where it's like super stressful of you trying to think of all these exercises, have like a smaller, you know, rotation. And I think that yeah. would help a lot too. Um, going back to what Grant said about variations, I like the fact that like variations are great. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're, depending on your goals, I know with, for example, my, my brother's a power lifter and I mentioned this before, uh, he's going to have less variation because he wants to focus on technique on the squat, bench, and deadlift. So depending on your goals, maybe some variation might not be the key. But for me personally, since I do martial arts, when I go in the weight room, I do some oddball exercises. Like I'll grab, like I'll do landmine pressing with a barbell, yeah. I'll attach it and I'll press. And it's, that's just unconventional to most people, but it's because of the rotational power you get into it, the ab work that's being worked. It helps me with my martial arts. So yeah. variations can be uh, use, very useful depending on your goals. And I think that mm -hmm. if, you, if that's something that you could stick with and adhere to, like it's you enjoy it and you're having fun instead of doing the, the same exercise every day that gets super boring. If you find that changing the exercises up uh, keep, keeps you motivated and you're seeing progress from it, stick with it. Yeah, and I think it's something I wanted to reach out to you guys in the community about because I, I, I I'm 100% down for variations um you know uh and changing up the exercises but i do think i'd want to try and at least do a different type of exercise every day just for the fact of it does get boring you know what i mean like yeah. like like even yesterday like i guess two days ago i went to the gym for some reason super pumped up super motivated i went in there rocked out like everything super easily like by the time i was done i was like i need more but you know yesterday i went in there and it was probably because i hadn't eaten a lot during the day it was nine o'clock at night but I went in there and I was just like, all right, here we go. You know, and then yeah. I did the exercises, but it just, it was just boring. It was just to do them, just to do them kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I do want to, I do want to change cool. it up to be, you know, to change stuff. For some reason, like back's my favorite thing to work out. I don't know why it just is, you know. I, I like back a lot too. It's one of my favorites as well. Uh, I don't really do much arm work anymore because it's all the back work that I do. I'm like, I'm good with that. My biceps blow up from pull-ups and stuff. So, but yeah, I really like back work too, but I, I can, I could see that, especially doing it for almost 50 straight days. Mm -hmm. it, could, it could get very, re just repetitive. repetitive. Yeah. yeah. Just repetitive. It could get really boring and you don't want that. If you start getting to that point, you're going to start to hate working out and that's mm -hmm. not good either. I've been there. Yeah. What, what's funny is like, I, I have like a little corner of the gym because it's not a big gym. It's a community gym here in the housing complex that I just kind of block off for myself every day. And people like the, the regulars kind of like, they know, you know what I mean? When they see me coming out, I just hate, hate that. <laughs> I just hate that corner now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but like I secure like like there's like a row of treadmills, right? Like there there's a row of like ten treadmills, and and I always take the one on the very end uh, because it's on the very end. And what I do is I I put my feet underneath like the edge of the treadmill because there's nothing beside it, and I can do my sit ups that way because the, the gym doesn't have any kind of sit up bar or anything like that. Um, and I noticed that whenever I wasn't using something to hold my feet, I was just bad form and I was all over the place. So uh, I would I would be I would be in the middle of my rounds. Like I would have done, you know, 26 reps so far and I'm on my third set. And all of a sudden someone just comes over and steals like that one treadmill when there's like eight others open. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, really? <laughs> you know, and so so I started just putting all my stuff on that treadmill, like my drinks and stuff. And then you can tell like there are people who want to take it, but then they're like, Oh, so somebody's somebody's got this, you know, and and uh, maybe Grant, maybe you notice this too. I uh, I might be a loner here, but I've noticed people at the gym like they all look tough, you know what I mean? Because they got like this, like I don't know, wrestling bitch face, whatever, you know. And they're they're trying to, oh, you know, we're gonna get through this, but no one wants no one wants confrontation in the gym. Like at least you know everyone that I've noticed, and they've all just been like, uh, you know, real angry looking, and then you're like. Hey man, can I do this? And they're like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah, of course. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know? And so it's like, if I'm taking up a space, no one ever confronts me about it and, you know, talks to me about it. And I was like, if it's a real big issue, they'll say something, but otherwise, you know, if I need something and it doesn't seem like they're using it or whatever, you know, I'll respectfully wait till they're done with their set or whatever. And I'll be like, Hey, sorry. Can I blah, blah, blah. You know? And then 90% of the time they're like, yeah, you know, here you go for sure. You know? Yeah. Most people are fairly nice in the gym, even if they look angry. Yeah. And like, it, it's one of those things that you'll notice. Sometimes you'll get those people that just have an attitude, but it's like, that's their personal problem. And a lot of people don't, uh, don't agree with that in the gym anymore. Yeah. It's one of those things where, yeah, just nice and respectful. Just keep it respectful. Keep it nice. I saw a video the other day and, uh, we talked about Joey Swole recently, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I love I love Joey Swole's videos. Yeah, and he posted this one where this guy was like something about, you know, he got mad because somebody asked him if they're used like if they can jump in or something like that. And he's like, he's like, something along the lines of if, when you get this big, you don't be asking people how many sets you got left or something like that. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I looked at him, I was like, bro, you got a long way to go. If you're talking that, that smack, you got a long way to go, bro. And even <laughs> like like everyone in the comments is just crapping on his physique, and I'm just like. <laughs> that's when you're, that's when it's valid to like just take a dump on somebody when they're being disrespectful or being like a just a, a cocky asshole it's yeah. like okay this guy needs to get roasted you just gotta roast him in any way possible and that's that's just how the gym is it's so funny <laughs> and dude i agree and i feel like the evolution of gym friendships are always the same like like well, i've even started noticing i've noticed it at first like on a video and it's true it's like when i walked in there like first day you didn't make eye contact with anyone, you know, you're doing your own thing. And then it's like, after a couple of weeks, like you start seeing someone that you're regular and you're like the head nodding, head nodding, you know, you can do your own thing. And yeah. then now, now I'm at the point where like, I walk in, I see, you know, someone regular and they see me and it's like, we're throwing out, Hey, what's up, man? I was like, yeah. Hey, what's going on? You know? Yeah. And eventually we're going to start talking. You know what I mean? It just, it takes six months to get there for us. That's definitely true. I actually went, uh, I had lunch with one of my, uh, one of the gym guys, cause he was asking me questions about social media. Cause he, he, uh, works in, he does real estate. And he was like, I've been seeing you all over the place because you keep posting stuff. So I wanted to get your feedback. And it's just the guy I, I worked out in the gym and had a small conversation with. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And uh, yeah, he's like, I, I got lunches on me. I'm like, 
all right, lunch is on you. <laughs> I'll take it, dude. And it was, it was a good conversation. We talked about gym stuff. He, he actually gave me some insights on manufacturing too, because he used to work in manufacturing before he got into real estate, which is really interesting. I learned a lot from that. And cool. yeah, just, just random conversation with just constantly talking to this guy. And then you find out what they do and stuff. And then <laughs> it might be an opportunity in a lifetime. And I think that's so important, especially with somebody that's doing like depression and anxiety. One of the things is that avoided behavior. You're trying to avoid stuff. You're not trying to be a burden on people, but the most therapeutic conversations I've had are in the gym because you have this bonding experience with a bunch of people that have similar challenges that you face. And they're also using this outlet to improve themselves mentally. Yeah. No, dude, I, I agree. I think the gym's a great place to, to make those connections. And listen, I know a lot of people like are hesitant because they'll see one bit, one video about some like asshole person. It's just like, mm -hmm. oh, look what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. Now you got... You hear, you see that stitch, and then next thing you know, you see Joey Swole's face. You you know he's got your back. Like, <laughs> Dude, I I'm honestly just like waiting for the time when someone just puts me on TikTok to blow me up to be like, oh, can you believe this guy? You know, blow you know something something negative about me. Like I secretly want it. I you know what I mean. <laughs> I I want I want to be on TikTok so then Joey Joey Swole defends me, or like other people in the fitness industry are defending me. I'm surprised. I'm probably on TikTok somewhere just doing these crazy like movements that I do after my workout sessions, all the stretches I do, like the handstand practice I do. Cause I look like a weirdo in my gym because my gym is like lifting straight weights. That's pretty much all people do. And then they see yeah. I doing some weird push-up variations and stuff. They're like, all right, let's record this guy. He looks like a, a dick. Like <laughs> <laughs> my, my buddies make fun of me. Like my, my brother and his friends too. They make fun of me. They're like, you look like a Neanderthal. I'm like, but I am <laughs> like, you I'm like, you don't see this anywhere else. This is, this is my, uh, this is my turf. This is my spot. I'm this is my it. territory right here. <laughs> Dude, and, I, and I feel like working out is, I don't know, just, yeah, giving, giving you and me more confidence in general, right? Like, like we we're on, we we're on our work call the other day and you were like, I love this version of Chris where he just shit talks people, you know, and we weren't <laughs> shit talking at work. We were just, you know, making, you know, small jokes, but I was like, it made me laugh. Like, <laughs> Like Grant, on one. <laughs> <laughs> like Grant, do you, uh, have you, what have you noticed for your self-confidence? Uh, I definitely, I feel more, I mean, like, jeez, uh, my brain. Um, I feel more confident to wear the stuff I bought, you know, in the past, mm -hmm. I, I bought, you know, clothes and stuff and I put them on and I'm like, you know, oh, this doesn't fit the way I'd like it to look, or like, oh, this is too small, oh, this is too short, and then I feel bad, because it's like, well, shit, I spent money on it, and then I, you know, I, I end up hiding it in the darkness of the closet, but that's one of the things, is I told Tony, I just started losing some weight again, I'm down three pounds this week. Dude, and, awesome, why, and, why didn't you, why didn't you lead with that? I just didn't come up. <laughs> um, and that's, that's kind of the funny thing is like this shirt was one of the shirts that I had bought. Cause it's like, Oh, this is a dope shirt. I'm it very, really I'm very, I'm very into the whole tropical look. And I was like, Oh, this is a dope shirt. But when I bought it, it just didn't fit. It was too, uh, it was way too tight. And now, you know, now it's, now it fits just fine. So yeah. 
you know, that's, that's one of those things is like, I felt confident enough to say, you know what, I'm going to take that out of the vacuum bag and try it on again and see how it works. Mm. And I put it on and, and here we are. So now I'm, I'm looking fly and, you know, just lifting my mood mentally. Feeling good. Feeling good. Grant, <laughs> Grant like real talk. And this isn't me just like hyping you up. You're like, you really motivate me. You know what I mean? Now, cause now I'm like, fuck man, I want to go try on some shirts. I want to go. I want to go work out and I've been waiting for a way just to bring it up, but that is a dope ass shirt. Like I was going to, I was trying to find a way to be like, how do I slip that in there? Cause I, I love that shirt. Thanks man. Thanks. I mean, I wish the pocket wasn't black cause it lo- makes it look kind of weird with the pattern, but you know, hmm. without it, it's fine too. I, I yeah. just, I dig the shirt and uh, you know, I've, I've always liked tropical stuff and the only way to really get it in my size is like around the summertime. So like I bought this last summer Yeah. and I've never worn it once. I tried it on and I was disappointed. I was like, it doesn't fit right. Fuck. And it hid in my closet for a whole year. And Mm -hmm. I took it out last week and I said, okay, you know, we've lost weight. Let's, let's, let's give it a shot. And here we are. (laughs) Yes. Do that. Dude, that's awesome. As Tony was talking earlier, I saw you pull out like your water bottle, uh, you know, like the big gallon water bottle. And as you moved it across your shirt, that that black patch there, uh, the black pocket, I thought it was like a gallon of like Coke or something because all I saw was the black. And I was like, Grant, what are you doing, man? Oh, uh, yeah. I, see. <laughs> I, I realized it was water, but I have the same bottle. But I was like, I was sorry, like, sorry. I was like a gallon of coke, man. What are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I love Bert Kreischer. I had a heart attack. <laughs> I, I love Bert Kreischer, but I could never do that. Have you guys heard, seen that skit where he talks about he was drinking out of his gallon thermos and and there his his buddy Tom asked him what he was drinking. He's like Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm drinking Kool Aid, man. Dude, like, everyone's like just thinking you're being healthy. Yeah, exactly. Everyone no, no, no. It's water. It could be vodka if I really wanted to, but no. no, no. <laughs> that sugar would mess you up so bad. Like I can't imagine just drinking that much. I actually had an old uh, when I worked in the grocery. I had an old employee that would drink a two liter of Coca Cola every single day. And I was like, bro, yeah. he asked me about losing weight. And I was like, just turn that into diet, please. <laughs> I was like, you'll drop a lot of weight from that. Cause that, that's just like 700, 800 plus calories, dude. Just yeah. straight sugar, man. Cut it, in, right. cut it in half, half the diet Coke. And then, you know, maybe yeah. a half a gallon. Yeah, yeah, there you water. go. That's a moderation, man. Moderation. <laughs> you can still what? drink the same amount. Just change it up. Maybe have some crystal light or something. Yeah. <laughs> When I, when I was in the military, right, at my last duty station, I'd have a gallon of water, but then I put crystal light in it and yeah. it ended up being like three, it was like the big packs, it was like, it was like 30 calories total to fit the whole gallon. It was something like that. It was like 20 to 30 calories, not that much, but it was grape flavored. So it was dark. And anytime I'd go to like doctor's appointments or whatever, I would have like the big gallon back at work, like in the fridge, but then I'd constantly fill up, you know, like my little travel cup, you know, so I always take that with me and drink everywhere. So I drink the whole gallon throughout the whole day. Well, everyone always thought it was Coke. I'd go to the doctor and I'd have that with me. And they're like, mm, should you be drinking that, son? And I was like, well, I was like, it's water. I was like, I promise. It's grape flavored crystal light, you guys. Grape flavored crystal light. Dude, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm, 
I'm judging you a little bit. <laughs> dude, grapes my favorite. I don't know why. Like when I was a kid, even drinking the grape soda turns your poop purple, but uh, <laughs> grape, but it was dude, it was it was my favorite. It still is. You know, I love grape things. <laughs> More power speaking, to you, man. Speaking of poop, I want to share a story with you guys if we have like 30 seconds, real quick. Yeah, dude, dude, dude go so, and and this is for anyone who's just worried about working out. So I'm in the middle of a filthy cookie challenge. It's like day 32, 33, something like that. It was, you know, a week or so ago. And I'm, I'm like halfway through like my sets, right? So I've, you know, and I've done like 24, 25 reps or so. And I'm doing my sit-ups now. And, and I thought this would go away. This hasn't. Every time I do sit-ups, I'm just farting. Like I'm just farting up a storm, right? Constantly. And I've just accepted it. And I don't care anymore. And, you know, people might look at me, you know, because every time like, like, and they're not subtle. I'm going to be honest. They're, they're not subtle. But like a week ago, I thought I, I farted so hard. I thought I pooped myself. I was like, <laughs> I, I have to leave. I have to leave the gym because I think I just pooped myself. And, you know, I didn't, thankfully. But it was, okay. it, was, it, was a, it was a bad one, you guys. So, you know, don't worry about it. It happens to everyone. You know, who hasn't pooped himself at the gym? You might, you awesome. might be straining yourself a little too hard. <laughs> 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 everyone be farting in the gym it's okay but just as long as like you don't sit there and just let it acclimate like in the you know that gaseous yeah. cloud just floating over everyone's head like and they're squatting and they're like inhaling and exhaling like they're yeah. gonna pass out you know type thing try See, exactly. to run to the bathroom afterwards <laughs> that, that's why i do the i do the reps you know it's four sets of like 12 to 13 reps I'm over here. I do like my my pull-ups. I'm over here to my push-ups. Over here to the sit-ups. Gas it up. Go back over here, and then by the time I'm way back around again, it's already dispersed. Yeah, it's, it's already guys. it's already dispersed. Start round two. See, I like how we're talking about strategically moving away from the parts. That's where you're. <laughs> that's where you're missing the opportunity to be, you know, stink it up the area and then air bend it towards the body. Shape. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that certain person, and you just throw it in the corner, like. Then <laughs> you just sit there and wait. <laughs> I love how Grant, like you can see Grant's excitement. He's like, yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> waiting for that that reaction just <laughs> yes. we all know who the evil mastermind is here you guys <laughs> dude i'm a dungeon master of course i'm an evil mastermind <laughs> um yeah man I, I honestly chris when you were saying talk when you were wanting to talk about poop i thought you were going to talk about movement because when you're moving you're moving bro <laughs> No, no, guys, I just try to poop myself. That's that's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's uh, that's been something that I've noticed, like with me uh, working this very physical job, is when I really start moving in the truck and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've hit, I've had these moments where I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> especially with like eating cleaner, eating more fiber and stuff. I'm 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 moving. You know, I'm sure a lot of people can could figure out the uh the inflection on that and what the meaning is but um that's it's it's something that i was like i was told a long time ago like oh yeah if you're not moving at least you know two to three times a day you're you're not you're not your digestive system's bad and i was like oh, okay that's kind of weird i don't want to poop all day long <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's I a whole endeavor, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I figure it's like, it's, you know, if I get movement every day, I'll take movement. I'll take movement. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, I, that's what I thought. That's where I thought you were taking that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're grown ass men talking about poop. Amen. Everybody poops. <laughs> Everybody, Everybody, everyone books. should teach their children that book. So they should read it to them when they start to like comprehend stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, do not take childcare advice from us. Hey, come on. <laughs> Everybody poops. Get your greens in so you can poop, guys. Get those greens in so those poop breaks do not take 20 minutes and they take five. You guys are pooping for five minutes? Good lord. <laughs> breaks are pretty quick. My brother's like, no, dude, my, mine's a whole thing. Like, you go in there, you relax, you know, you pull off the TikToks, you know. Like, okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like, 30 minutes have gone by, your leg's numb, you know, at that point, you're like, oh, my God, all right. <laughs> oh, let's, try, let's try and, like, lean against the wall and stand up, you know what I mean? Just don't get the feeling back, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about mental toughness to poops. Well, let, let, let me bring it back to mental toughness. I have another story I want to share with you guys. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, a couple stories anyway. Um, so mental toughness, right? Something, something I, I've, I've been working on. It's something I kind of, I've, I've been working on for a while. It wasn't just, you know, a switch, but I feel like the switch kind of did happen this week. It was uh, working on the mental health side of things, right? And, and as I'm, as I'm working out more, as I'm going through the building 50 challenge, you know, I'm also doing other things in my life. Like I'm taking a, a leadership course, like through our, our friend justice, uh, to learn how to go from, uh, like solopreneur to leader. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and I'm doing things like that. And so doing that in combination with working out, even the simple stuff every day, I feel like it really helps cement some of the stuff in there because as I'm working out, that's what I'm thinking of. Right. And and I don't know, it just, it really just clicks and makes things happen. Well, I was thinking back to my, my past childhood and my, you know, time in the military and, you know, just, just everything, you know, before. And, and I kind of realized that a lot of the stuff that happened, you know, growing up or even in the military, like it, it wasn't my fault, right? You know, it was just, and, and it was, I wouldn't say it wasn't necessarily the other person's fault because it was, but, you, you know, after realizing, you know, we're all just people trying to figure it out mm -hmm. and you know did they do it wrong you know whatever that was yeah for sure they did um but at the end of the day you know it wasn't your fault and you didn't deserve to get treated the way you got treated so like like this one time uh while in the military i had an nco uh named sergeant right um and it was by far by far my entire career the worst leader i've ever had right like he just like went out of his way to make your life hell. You know, he was like, you know, it was just for no reason. Uh, well, one day uh, we were, uh, I was in charge of, of the squadron's uh, S4, uh, vehicles, supplies, things like that. And we were re-renovating the warehouse. So I was basically thrown into the situation that I've never been in before to be like, hey, you got to figure out how to take everything out of this warehouse, store it somewhere, tear everything in the warehouse down. And then, you know, pretty much bring everything in set it all up and then you know restock the shelves kind of thing right and this isn't by any means a small warehouse right this is this is a very large thousands of items like it's 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 a huge endeavor uh and the timetable i was given to do it was incredibly short 
uh, for the project. And, and it's just me, right? Me and like one other guy. And, and so basically I'm in the middle of doing this project and, you know, who wasn't involved in the project whatsoever comes down to just check up on, on the project, the process. And for whatever reason, he didn't like, I don't know, the way the things were being done. Right. Uh, he didn't have any understanding of it. He didn't understand what was going on, but he just came in and he just started bitching and raving, throwing shit everywhere. Like he, we had one dust stain in the entire warehouse and he kicked it so hard. We never found it. Right. And that was an ongoing joke we had. Where's this thing? We never found this dustpan. Uh, and he just like belittled you and made you feel like garbage. Right. Like I would go home after that project and then he would call me on my phone just to scream at me for like a minute and a half and then hang up the phone, you know, before you could even respond or anything. And then, you know, you'd be like, all right. And then, you know, like two minutes later, he would call you again just to continue the berating. And it's just like, what are you doing? You know, and at at the time when I was in, you couldn't you couldn't talk shit to an NCO, right? To a you know to a senior NCO anyway. You couldn't you couldn't talk back. It was just yes, sir. I understand, sir. I'm sorry, sir. You know, kind of thing. And for some reason, I always held like everything he said to me like with me for a long time. Um, and then I also want to fast forward and kind of break that into when I first moved to Hawaii. I moved in with a guy uh, who I was military friends with, uh, and we were friends for years. I moved in with him just so I can get my feet underneath of me. For five months, I lived with him. I paid him rent. I basically raised his kids because he was going through a divorce and it was just him in the house. We had to work. I raised his like four kids. I clothed them. I bathed them. I fed them. I grocery shop for the house. I cleaned the house. Like I was like a living nanny, basically. That on top of my rent. Well, after five months, I gave him like a month notice. But I was like, hey, man, I got to get my own place, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And it forced him to kind of step up and be a little more of an adult. Well, after I got my own place, he just straight up ghosted me. He was just like, you know, like, fuck you and, and ghosted me. And I reached out a couple of times over the past few years. And it was always just, you know, no response. Like you could tell you see like you saw the message, but no response. And for some reason, I was like, no, man, like, why am I such a fuck up? Right. Why? Why? Do, why? What did I do wrong? You know, kind of thing. Right. Because it it's always my fault. And I just kind of like I finally gave myself permission to be like, no, man, like, like, fuck them. You know, it, it's it's their fault. It's not your fault. You, they don't deserve your protection anymore. They don't deserve your loyalty anymore. So cut them off, right? Cut them off mentally. And if I ever saw them again and they ever wanted to rebuild bridges, sure, we can go down that route. Mm-hmm. But like for now, man, like you're worth more than, than you know, what you were giving yourself credit for and what other people were giving yourself credit for. And I truly believe like I'm, I'm on a mindset now and I'm on a trajectory now that one day soon within the next few years, people's biggest flex is going to be that they once knew me you know oof yeah right like that and and that could be your biggest flex too that's all that's all i'm saying you know and and i i I really believe that i really started getting in that mindset i really believe that i'm like you know what if we're going to do this we're going to start this business we're going to lose this weight if we're going to if we're going to follow our dreams we need to set out an actual game plan and we need to start doing it because if i truly believe people's biggest flex will be that they once knew me i gotta start putting in the work you know i got on instagram and i was looking up some of my military friends and i was like dude look at all these cool ass pictures that they're putting up there and then you know and of course you've seen the highlights of their life but i know i know unless they did any kind of mental growth you know like like i've been doing uh, over the past few years uh their life's terrible because i remember what their life was like you know being friends with them being close to them you know uh, you know five six seven years ago so it's like and, you know, of course, I'm just seeing the highlights of their life. But I was like, 
if they told me today, if I reached out to them, they told me, Hey man, I built an audience of 10,000 or a hundred thousand followers. And I launched this business and, and I lost 45 pounds. And I'm just, I'd be like, Oh, holy shit. Like great job. You know I mean, I would I would never have seen that coming, you know, kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. You know, point about this, like, if you guys keep leveling up in all aspects of your life, I like to be surrounded by people who do that because I have friends that, you know, my, my, some, some friends of mine are more so, you know, they have their own things going on and stuff, but they're, you know, they have kids and that, that their goals are their kids and stuff like that. And for me, I'm not at that like part of life yet. And I'm, I'm still hungry for more, but then there's mm-hmm. this like aspect of me that I feel like, even when I have kids and stuff, I'm still going to be hungry for more progress, hungry for more growth, you know, and it's, it's yeah. the entrepreneurial side of me now. And the thing is like what they're doing is not necessarily a bad thing they're doing because they they have their own pathway, but this is my pathway. Like I just focusing on growing and surrounding myself around people who pursue that growth as well. And I love to see that within both you guys, that's going to fire me up so much. I want to see you guys win. I want to see you guys crush because it's going to give me it's going to give me some, not, not just like motivation to go crush and stuff, but it's also going to give me this, like this kind of tension for me to keep moving, this kind of discomfort, if that makes sense, the discomfort yeah. to, for me to keep moving forward and keep progressing. And discomfort is not always a bad thing. Discomfort can cause you to go pursue something that's challenging or something along the lines, lines of that. That's where exercise is that just you're, you're encountering discomfort to transform into something that you you weren't before, but who you're trying to become, you know? Yeah. And I wanted to kind of bring this full circle because we're about to end here. But, uh, you know, with our circumstances and stuff, I know a lot of people, you'll see a lot of comments of people debating on this, but I feel like, you know, wherever, you, wherever you're born, wherever pathway you're set in, you know, whatever life experiences you had, you're not defined by your circumstances. You're defined by the actions you take afterwards. And I've, I've seen people from like the worst of circumstances become like, absolute badasses or become people who inspire so many other people to take action. And I think that everyone has a potential to do that. But the question is, are you willing to pursue that, you know, based on your circumstances, pursue that, so pursue more discomfort in order for you to keep transforming and keep, you know, escalating, but understanding that your circumstances were one aspect of your life. It's time for you to do something about that you know, mm-hmm. take it to the next level. There's something else that you can do. No, dude, I love that. And I 100%. You guys want to conclude with anything else? Anything you want to talk about or? Uh, I just want to mention, you know, we, we wanted to talk about mental toughness today. And I've kind of already talked a lot about a little bit about how every individual is different a lot in these previous mm-hmm. episodes because it's something in, that's really important to me um tony when when you were talking about uh how you see that there are people online who are you know flaming others for their appearance or their weight or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be uh i can see it hurting other people and you know bullying's never cool yeah. but from my side i just i feel pity for those kinds of people um but i also think that it's really important that everybody kind of grasps and understands that um mental toughness is 
different in every single person. There's, there's a biological factor to it as far as like resilience to stress and things like that. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, like, like myself, I'll even talk about, you know, coming from childhood trauma and stuff like that and, and having a difficult upbringing, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll joke with my friends that, you know, I'm, I'm like a sword. I'm forged through fire and I'm forged through, you know, steel being beaten on. And I always, I always joke about that with some of my friends. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a forged sword, you know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a sharp blade. Uh, but it takes a lot of beatings and a lot of heat, and a lot of fire to, to get there. Yeah, and as like you know, but that doesn't mean like there like there are days where think oh I'll I'll see something that's directed towards me and it'll hurt me, and I'll acknowledge that pain and then I'll I'll move along. But there are other people out there who 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 don't have that kind of resilience and to not think of themselves as lesser for having that issue. And realizing that mental toughness is like any other muscle, something that you have to build up over time. Yes. And it, whether you're starting from a high amount of toughness or if you're starting from a low amount of toughness, it takes diligence. It takes mindfulness mostly. Uh, and, and the realization that everybody's their own individual person and that you can't let what others say or do change who you are fundamentally. Beautifully said, man. Beautifully said. That's exactly it. I love it, man. Yeah. And that, that was just something I wanted to put out there. Well, Grant ended with the heat, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some things I wanted to mention to you guys afterwards, but we could, we could do it after the fall. All right, Grant, I want you to conclude with the magic. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We here at the Moo Lifters, we love you this Sunday. We're excited for you to join us next time. We only got one last question for you today. Have you lifted your mood? Yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching. If you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to reach out on our Facebook uh, groups, the Mood Lifters, facebook.com slash groups slash Mood Lifters, or you can reach out to me on social media, Instagram, or TikTok, or YouTube at Live Reforged. Much love to you guys. Thank you for watching, and we will see you in the next one. Take care. Be well. I want to thank you guys for watching and listening to this week's episode of The Mood Lifters. If you need help on your exercise for weight loss journey, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're more than happy to help you on your journey. You can head on over to facebook.com slash group slash mood lifters to join our mood lifters group. In this group, you can work with us. You can talk with us. You can interact with all the mood lifters. And as time progresses, we're going to be inviting some of you guys on the show. We would love to see what you're doing on your exercise for mental health journey and losing weight and battling depression and in getting your life back. And if you guys need help on your exercise journey, we created supplements specifically for your mood lifters. We have a pre-workout and sleep supplement. And if you go on over to amazon.com slash reforged, you can get access to our supplements. And if you guys have any questions about any of the products, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at Live Reforged on any social media platform. And with that, I want to thank you guys for watching and listening, and we'll see you in the next one.